The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, welcome to the Chronic Off-Season Podcast Edition. I am your host, Ralph Marlboro. Joining me, as always, is Andrew Duke from The Saints Nation. Andrew's actually filling in for Dave. Dave's at a big wig conference uh, for textbooks or some bullshit in Dallas. So Andrew's right. up to the big leagues, baby. That's right. And Kevin Helms from Akeem Drops the Ball. Um, let me start with you, Andrew, since you and Kevin are both here, um... We got to get into. You had a little Twitter war with uh, Sean Pamphlin or whatever, however the hell he says his name, and I thought it was great and it was out of the ordinary. But that dude's off the reservation. He picked a fight with Twitter with my mom today, um, so he's off the reservation. He'll fight with anybody, homeless people. It does not matter. Um, so, what's your take? You guys take on the on sort of the Twitter war you had, which was about a week back. So. Well. Yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, it was more of a story when it happened, and now that he's fought with everyone and their mom. Nice. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's not that noteworthy anymore. And I kind of, um, I'll make an exception here since we're on the podcast and you know, if you're asking me about it, but as a general rule, I've kind of written off Sean Pamplin, and I, I feel like that guy has gotten his 15 minutes, and I realize as a blog that no one really does this. I'm not giving him that much exposure anyway. But I'm not going to contribute to this ridiculousness of, you know, he'll talk to anyone who will listen. And, you know, Mike Florio or whoever is on Silver, those guys can have fun with I'm done with the guy. But for the sake of this podcast, Cheryl will talk about it. I mean, the main thing that I, I was surprised, first of all, that I wrote, I, I noticed he was on Twitter, and I was like, oh, this dude's on Twitter. I'm going I'm to write him. And I was surprised that he was very quick to respond and, and kind of wouldn't let me off the hook. So uh, I asked him point blank, you know, which is what we talked about on an earlier podcast, that my main issue with him was that he he kept saying that he had this moral duty to release this case, but that he never would have done it if he was the whistleblower. And I had a problem with that. I thought that was a flawed theory because, you know, either you have moral convictions that you have to release it or you don't, you know, and being a whistleblower or not the whistleblower shouldn't factor in. So I kept prodding him for that, and he would go on these long tweet rambles and, and, and you know, talk about Saints fans wearing, wearing, waving their pom-poms and, you know, staring at things through rose-colored glasses, you know, just all these all these ridiculous discussions that had nothing to do with the original question that I asked him. I kept asking that over and over, and I never really got a straight answer from him. Kevin, what was your thoughts on it? You, you well, I mean, well, I mean, that was kind of the time that I started to chime in. Is just is I'm I'm thinking, oh my God, you, you know, Jude reached out to the guy and he's actually responding. And not only is he responding, but he's kind of like saying a lot of crazy things. I mean, I I, I you know my, my memory is for shit, so I'm, I have a tough time <laughs> remembering exactly what he was saying. But I'm just reading this, going, this guy can't be on the level. 
And so finally I'm like, screw it. I'll jump in and just say something to him just to kind of like, maybe not like goad, but just throw something out there just to kind of maybe engage the guy and, and, you know, not, not come out and just say, oh, you're, you're, a, you're a fuck or, you know, you're an asshole or I hate you or all that kind of stuff. I just wanted to engage or maybe get a response. And then he actually starts going back and forth with me. And I'm just like, okay, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, that's great that this, you know, like, I guess that's the great thing about Twitter, but, like, shouldn't, shouldn't he be, you know, if, if he's that concerned about things, you know, shouldn't he have lawyered up, like, a long time ago, and I, I, I kind of lost interest after maybe, like, five or six tweets back and forth, because I didn't feel like I was getting any sort of satisfactory answer, I just wanted to get something, like, I, I was just sort of, like, trying to figure out his reasoning or maybe like the the why and i kind of dropped out and i didn't know that uh that andrew kept going at it with him for most of the rest of the night and i wake up and then see you know this whole long thing on on the uh the canal street chronicles recap and i was like oh, shit. Oh, so, he was so, stenographer. So, it was right it was, it was great it was great reading on a saturday morning right and and so you know i kind of just said well okay that was the end of it and then and then out of the blue, he shows up again on Twitter with uh, with Juge, and I'm like, all right, I gotta I gotta jump in early on this one before I miss out. And again, just kind of trying to ask him questions. Oh yeah, this was after the this was during the radio interview when he when he went on uh, WIST or, or whatever the hell that was. Yeah, six ninety or something. Uh, so again, I'm just like saying, well, why, why? What is your thought process on this? What is your thought process on this? Why would you do that? And he's like, if you didn't read the, the giant thing that I wrote, then I'm not talking to you. And I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to get your point. I'm just trying to understand, like, boil your shit down. Like, like it's it's a it. You know, you got to be selling me like it's a fucking movie pitch, man. You can't write. You can't turn out some ten thousand word thing. And then when somebody asks you, okay, give me the gist, if you can't give them a two-sentence answer from that, and, and, and if you follow up with, well, you have to read what I'm saying. He couldn't give you're, not gonna, you're not going to get a lot of people to, to respond positively. And, and hell, I, I thought I was throwing the guy a fucking line to begin with. I was like, dude, I just want to hear you out. You're probably a nut. I just want to hear you out. And so he just kept going on, and then I was like, all right, I've had enough. And so I went and tried to read the whole damn thing. Jeez and I had, God, stopped, I I had to stop. Long. I stopped about I stopped about a third of the way through once this Fujita text came in because, seriously, the man, the man needs to find himself an editor. He needs to find somebody that says, listen, this is not how you use commas. Uh, just <laughs> you, you can't have these giant-ass sentences all the time. you gotta, you got to get short. you got to get declarative. And you got to be quick and to the point, man. And grammar check, none of that. Grammar check. None of that. And so I just I lost interest again. And then what was it? Two days ago. Uh, you know, I'm 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 kind of just thinking that the guys that the guys maybe just trying to take advantage of the situation to try and get some pub for some documentary that may never come out. And then next thing you know, free, uh, Mike, Mike Freeman from CBS is tweeting, oh, yeah, by the way, guys, Sean Pamplin has uh, tweeted his, his full phone number to Saints fans <laughs> and is inviting them to call him. Yeah. I'm like, let me tell you, no sane, no, no normal 
person, no normal person, says, here's my phone number, call me, and just throws that out into the open. Dude, Nobody I don't even have that. I don't even have two hundred and fifty followers on Twitter and I wouldn't do that. All right. Were you, were you guys tempted to call? I mean, obviously there was no way in hell I was calling that number, but were you guys I'm curious if you guys were tempted for even like two seconds to be like, hmm. I was I was. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. I was, te- I was tempted, but I didn't, have no- I didn't have nine hours to sit and talk to him, though. Because I- well, I, I, I was only tempted because I would have wanted to get Ralph on the phone and have Ralph record the conversation, and and fuck, use it use it as a uh, use it as a podcast. Yeah, maybe we should. Well, Ralph, can you call him right now? Can we just teleconference him in? <laughs> we could. We could. <laughs> what? Don't tell me. I'm gonna. I will backtrack his Twitter. We will. I mean, uh, it would make for a more entertaining show. Let's it, call him right now. <laughs> Kevin, back. Kevin, I don't, I can't get Twitter because my computer is just a piece of garbage. But if you can get uh, Twitter, dude, we'll, I'm, I'm 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 on Twitter right now. I am gonna find this guy's phone number. How do you say his last name? Yes. How do you say his last name? Oh, man. Pylon. Pam. Uh, Pam Fillin. Because I could butcher. I butcher last names, and I I feel like he. I don't know if he'd hang up on me, but he might, uh... Oh, my God. Dude, dude, he's he's posted his number multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. Good God. On, yeah, I mean, listen, listen if you want this guy's... If you want his number, I'll give you his number. Yeah, all right, hold on. I got to I gotta figure out how to... I gotta now, figure. Ralph, if he gets out of control, just hang up on his ass. Yeah, I... Yeah, let me just, yeah, all right. If he gets out of control, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Juge is, is, is the friend who, who has a few more extra beers than you and gets very encouraging. He's like, yeah, you should totally do that, man. Oh, yeah, but by the way, if this happens. If it gets out of control, I am not bailing you out. 
Yeah, this is like a night out with the boys where we're all already eight to ten beers deep, and I'm that guy right now that's like, let's do shots, shots. <laughs> See, though, I wasn't even prepared, but we'll, screw it, we'll call him. Uh, I don't even know what to ask. What, like, what's a couple of questions we should ask? Just tell yeah. him that we're on the Saints podcast and we were talking about his him, you know, and uh, you know, let's uh, let's. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. Well, I, I, I guess maybe well, we should I, ask him some pointed questions. Well, I, I tell you what. I mean, let's. But I mean, here's 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 my first question. We got your phone number from Twitter. We're operating a Saints podcast, and so why is this happening? Like, like, why are three are three jackasses calling you? Because you posted your number on Twitter, like, like, why would you post your number on Twitter? And and, and also, you know, I, I want to know, I want to know, kill Mary, I want to know, kill Mary, screw between Breeze, Gleason, and Fujita. I want to ask him that too. <laughs> we may have to say that may be have to be the last question because something tells me he ain't answering it. <laughs> All right, well, who? All right, I'm gonna call, and I guess, I guess, Kevin, I'll I'll throw it to you because you gave a a um a, be, a that's as good a description as I can come up with. So, what's the number? I'm gonna try to confidence him in. All right, uh, his number is, <laughs> and, and you know we're contributing to the problem by now giving his number on our on our illustrious podcast. Uh, How many times five, did he tweet it out? Three, I think. That's, I've seen it twice. I'm going back further. I'm thinking it's three. What is the number? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what a way to kill a Thursday night. Um, it is. It's area code 504. Shit, where did it go? Uh, 504. Son of a bitch, I lost it. Okay. Yeah, 504-233-8730. All right. Now, 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 wait a minute. But who's gonna do? Who's gonna do the talking to introduce and like get into uh, like say stuff? I guess I'll do it because I'm semi-professional. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's all not. But we should. I tell you what. You know what else we should ask him? We should ask him. I'm gonna wait for has... the grand finale and the kill Mary screw question. That, that's gonna be my part. That's gonna be. We, we should. We should also ask him if he's actually received any uh, any threats. Like if anybody has actually called him and threatened him. Okay. So, so Pamphlon, how do you? Uh, I'm. I'm guessing it's. It's because he's got a ph. So I'm guessing it's there's that f sound. So, pam pamp I'll just call him Sean. I mean, you could just we're running a him. we're running a podcast. Oh yeah. God, Ralph, you do the talking. Yeah. <laughs> you can leave him a message. That'd be fun too. Uh, it, oh, if 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 that's the case, I'll let me talk. Okay. You know, this is our this might be our high point or our low point, Kevin. I'm kind of nervous. I'm kind of nervous. nervous. It's like calling a cute girl from school. It is. Well, if Hey, this is Sean Pamphlon. I'm actively soliciting feedback from uh, consumers and parents in the, in the United States of football. I want to hear what parents think about 
letting their kids play? Uh, when should you let your kids play? Uh, and any repercussions of playing the game that you've experienced? Also, fans, well, that's tough. You know, what do you think about the state of football today, uh, where it's headed, and the uh, the awareness of the concussion issue and repetitive head trauma? Or anything else you guys want to talk about? Leave me a message. Head trauma uh, makes a man out of you, Kevin Paul. Sean, hi, this is Kevin Held. Um, I'm calling on behalf of the Chronic Podcast. We operate out of Canal Street Chronicles. Uh, it's a popular Saints blog. And uh, we were calling to uh, maybe get a few questions from you. You know, like, why would you tweet your phone number? Because, you know, you're getting phone calls from guys like me. Uh, have you, in fact, you know, received any threats from this? Uh, what do you hope to really achieve by doing this? Uh, why, why wait so long on the, on the audio? You know, there's just a, a slew of questions we have. Uh, you know, what, what do you say to people who think you're, you know, crazy off the reservation? Uh, and we've got a few sillier questions, you know, maybe like a, uh, a, uh, FMK, uh, between, uh, Breeze, Fujita, and Gleason. You know, does if you Michael Silver love softball as much as he does? Uh... Well, wait, say, say that, Ralph. Michael Silver, does he love softball as much as he tweets it? Yeah, what? I mean, you know, like, like, you know, would you would you engage Mike Florio in a celebrity boxing match for charity? Uh, you know, but, but seriously, Sean, call us back. My phone number. I'm Ralph Marlboro. You can call me back at. And we will set up a time to interview you for the Chronic Podcast on Canal Street Chronicles. Uh, have a nice day. All right. That was fun. That was fun. He, All right, well. He's he, he listening stuff, and, uh, you know, it'll, it'll make for a great intro when I write up a little description that we almost had a national super-secret surprise guest, but then really didn't. Impromptu. 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 Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Impromptu. That's the key thing. That's the key thing. You see, this is the stuff that happens... When, when when you bring Juge out of the bullpen. It is. This is the it sort is. of stuff that happens. You bring, you bring Juge out of the bullpen, he starts oh, throwing okay. curveballs, he plunks a batter. Yeah. Yeah. It's like let's go let's call let's call the guy that nobody likes. We might have to send okay. him back down to Shreveport. Juge. We might have to wait yeah. till mid season to get another call up. Actually no, I liked it. This is the most fun I think I've had in the podcast in a, in a really long time. Um now we gotta get it back on. We gotta get it back on track. Um, Christian Garrick tweeted that Drew Brees is gonna be signed by Monday. Um, I want it to be true. I do. I do. Um, but, but Andrew, is it in fact gonna be true? Is Drew Brees, is he really, really close? We know he got the Jimmy John's franchise locked down on Maple Street. So, clearly, things are happening for him. Is he gonna have a contract by Monday? I don't think so because, and, and the main reason I say no is I still think there's this outstanding, um, you know, uh, ruling that that the uh, NFL has to uh, has to give on um, interpretation of the language, which um, dictates basically how much of a raise he would get on concurrent franchise tags. So that's scheduled for the end of the month, and. I just feel like that's that's an important component um, in you know setting the bar for the parameters of this deal. Um, so I, I I think I almost think Breeze's agent would be stupid um, to to not wait 
um, if he feels like a ruling is going to be in his favor. Um, because I feel like that's the card they've played. I think I feel like that's the card they've played. Why they deserve more money is because of this potential interpretation. And so um, I, I feel like that could be a sticking point, and, and until that gets resolved, it's going to be hard. Now, maybe the Saints, maybe Breeze, it, it, you know, at night, I, I don't think they're getting fairly close money-wise, so maybe he won't care about that if, if the Saints get close enough. Well, if he, um, if, I think if, if, if he goes his way, on that ruling, it would make the franchise tag like 19.6 or 19.7, right? So Right, but it would be more the following year, like 23. Oh, yeah, that, that's why. But, I mean, is it – I feel like the, the numbers the first three years, Kevin, are going to be more than 19. Like, I think it's going to be – like, the average of the first three years is going to be like 20 or 21, and then it's going to dip back down. I mean, really – Probably all they're fighting over is the first – how much money is Breeze going to get the first three years? And if he gets yeah, – I feel, I, feel, I feel like one of the uh, Twitter followers of both of us, Ralph, made a good point that, um, you know, that Calvin had gotten – Calvin Johnson had gotten 60 for three years. So you got to figure Breeze is going to get more than that. Yeah. Kevin? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I've been – I've been pushing the the – well – I'm sure I'm not the only one uh, pushing the notion that it's it's all upfront money. It's it's got to be it's, there's got to be something with upfront money, and then and then interesting theory somewhere else. I can't I I, I actually can't can't be sure if it was Juge, but it, this strikes me as something that Juge would 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 have written that it could be a possibility that Breeze is may be using this as a way to set a precedent for future players trying to negotiate a big deal, you know, so, you know, it's something like the, like the, uh, oh, now I'm losing my mind, the, the, the one-year deals where yeah. it would carry over from different franchises and well, thus you would end up getting more money. I, I can totally see, I can definitely see it being more about how much money is getting up front and then as a secondary thing, okay, what can I do now? To help out the future players. Well, but th- that 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 ruling on the on the franchise tag couldn't that wouldn't that not that doesn't that it doesn't really if, if Drew Brees signs today I mean they still are gonna they could they could still say look Drew Brees could say still say look I got my contract but I still as the players association we want a ruling on this because it might affect someone in the future couldn't it go that way, Andrew, or am I, or once Drew Brees signs, once he signs that they can't have that hearing, is that, is that how it is, or I never, I never read clarification on that. No, I think the, the hearing applies to any player. I mean, it's more yeah. about the concurrence of being franchised three times in a row, so, um, and, and, you know, or not three times in a row, just three times in a career. Um, and, and the question is, you know, Obviously, there's a potential if Breeze were to sign his franchise tag this year or not sign it, but just get tagged and then get tagged the following year. That's two concurrent years, but he was tagged earlier in his career with, with the Chargers. And so that, that that's the big question is, does that first time he got tagged with the Chargers apply to two potential times he would get tagged by the Saints? You know, yeah. does that count as three or is it only three with the Saints? And so that's the language that's the big question mark um, in all this. But, yeah, no, I, I think the – 
regardless of whether brief times before this ruling or or after, um, you know, it's going to apply to, to some some players. You know, I mean, I can't remember. There's a running back who I, I feel like maybe it's Sean Alexander. Um, and I think this is the reason why this all came up is because Alexander would never get a long-term contract. And the Seahawks are just continually slapping that on him. Um, and so Walter yeah, Jones. I, I think it's important for that rule to be in place. Yeah. You know, there'll be a ruling regardless. Yeah, it was, it was Walter Jones. Walter Jones too, I think, for the Seahawks. Like it was a, it was a, like a running joke. It was like, yeah, they're gonna ta- they tagged Walter Jones and. He hates going to training camp, so he'll show up in August. He'll show up. The, the, he'll show up the third week in August. Like I, I think they did tag him two or three times. Maybe it was Alexander too, but it was definitely Walter Jones, and that shows how much of a life I have that I know about Seahawks and their franchise tags. My God, um, help us! Yeah, it, it is. Uh, Kevin, uh, granted, me and you uh, and we're any all three of us we're, we're near New Orleans and minicamp and whatnot. Um, but the Saints are been doing fun things where they're playing Martez Wilson at end, they're playing Will Smith at tackle. Um, how much do you think this defense is going to be radically different from um, Mr. Bounty, Mr. Screwed Everything Up, Greg Williams? Uh, how different is this defense going to be? Well, I mean, I've I've read a couple of interviews with uh... – Jesus Christ. And now I can't remember the new guy's name, and he was the fucking coach up here in St. Louis. Spagnola. Yeah, Spagnola. Yeah. Spags. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's that, that's why I can't remember, because everybody here called him Spags the whole time. It was Spags this, Spags that. So, I mean, he's, he's already on record as saying he's going to blitz less. I mean, he's already on record as saying, you know, more, uh, more, uh, more, uh, Zone. Nicholson, yeah, but just more, less, less pressure, more dropping back, you know, more, more zone shit. And I'm like, okay, I mean, look, as, as, as long as the guy knows how to protect the fucking lead and, and cover the opposing team's best receiver in the final 90 seconds of a fucking football game, that's all that matters to me. I don't care, I don't care if, if, if you run a 4-5, I don't care if you run a 4-6. I don't care if you if you go four three or say four three. I don't care if you whip out a, the occasional three four. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just as long you know. I, I we all liked Greg Williams when he would bring uh, when he would let Roman Harper uh, loose and and have him gore the shit out of the, an opposing quarterback. We loved it. I, we I believe the, it until, the, the correct term is whack, Kevin. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's whack, in the ledger. Yeah, yeah. In the ledger. Yes. Yeah. Whack. We we got you know whack a guy off a guy whatever whack off a guy. I stole that from Family Guy. That's not my joke. Um, you know that, that we, we we liked the 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 bombast of Greg Williams' defense until it became too predictable. Until Vernon Davis is running free. Right. So so if Spagnolo can come in and you know, cre- create a little more mystery again. That's all. Just bring in a little more mystery. It's not like he has to t- – it's not like we're, the, the Saints are going to turn into a complete uh, a complete zone defense. No. I mean, it's it's the talent that's still on the team. The talent on the team still says, guys, you're going to have to send an extra guy quite a bit. You're going to have to let Roman Harper get, get free. 
and 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 that'll be to to the team's benefit. It's just I can it, Spagnolo is going to be a little bit smarter and just and know when to try and you know clamp down, you know go go soft, so to speak, all that kind of stuff. And you know I know I know the old adage is you know if you go into a prevent defense, the only thing you're preventing is your chances of winning. Well, the prevent defense would have fucking worked pretty well. In, in, in the playoff game this past season. So, you know, these, the, the, the old adages get to be called old adages because they, they are true a lot of times. But when you are consistently telegraphing what you're doing and you're going about business the same way, no matter what the circumstances, you're going to get caught up. You're going to get caught. You're going to get caught at a bad time. And I can see Spagnolo saying, yeah. My job is to make sure we don't get caught at a bad time. If 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 a team is going to uh, beat us, if a team's going to pull some some crazy offense on us, okay, then that's them having to work it and 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 uh, just just beat us during the yeah. game. Where I'm not like just keep the team in a position to win. Yeah, that's don't, all. Don't cover the tight ends. Bracket them. Andrew, I'm going to say something that I think if I'd have said it in February, it would have blown your mind and possibly given our fearless leader, Dave Cariello, a heart attack. Uh, is the strength of the 2012 Saints defense going to be their linebackers? Uh, I think so. I think so. And, and you know, the, the quality top to bottom, you know, it's like anything else. It's, it's like any time you've had that, but they, they haven't really lost anyone. Now, they might lose Vilma, um, but the Vilma that we had in 2011 was a shell of his former self. So I think so, and, and the main reason for it is now now that you've added three starters in Chamberlain and Lofton and Hawthorne, that drops Casillas down, you know, and now all of a sudden Casillas goes from a mediocre number two you know, linebacker, you know, your second best linebacker to your fourth or fifth best linebacker. Don't forget about Shanley. Yeah, Shanley. I mean, he's not even with the ones right now. So all of a sudden he becomes a very versatile, you know, number one backup as opposed to a starter. And so all of a sudden you've got this depth where if anything happens to your starters, you plug a guy in that's got experience, that's got talent, and there's not a huge drop-off. Whereas, you know, Shanley – is probably marginal as a starter. Casillas is probably marginal as a starter. And if they get mixed up, something happens to them, and you're plugging in the guy behind them, like Ramon Humber, then all of a sudden, you know, you're really kind of falling off in terms of quality and talent. So, yeah, there's no doubt about it. I think the linebackers are – I mean, we, we've talked about this ad nauseum, you know, in the offseason, that it's unbelievable how much of a difference they've made um, at that position. So, but, I mean sure. – I mean, Kevin, it could be a really thing. I mean, we haven't seen since the early 90s where there's a whole generation of Saints fans out there that are that could be seeing linebackers not suck in making a lot of plays and be like, what is this, linebackers? You know, stripping, interceptions, fumbles, making tackles, not getting run over. I mean, are we going to see not the not the don't not Dome Patrol 2.0? But a case where the best players on the Saints defense are going to be the linebackers, I think. I think Lofton has a chance to be 
the best player on the defense. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's 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 younger, and he's just you know, he's apparently got that fire. I mean, I I stopped following him on Twitter just because he wanted I to beat up. Tired. I wanted to beat I up. I kind of got tired of the. I kind of got tired of all the. Uh, of all the, uh, you know, waking up to Jesus uh, tweets from from him and uh, several other players, and and but before before some of you fire up your uh, your email to to castigate me, uh, listen, me and Jesus we're okay. I'm Irish, yeah. so I assure you, he and I are still on close speaking terms. I just don't need football players and pro athletes every other tweet to be saying glory to God or some philosophical. Uh, you know, thought of the day. It's like, look, either either be amusing, or be stone cold serious, or just be a complete corporate shill. When is but, a when is a football player on Twitter gonna have a real personality, and, or any sports athlete in, gen, in general, and is going to be smart enough to sort of pull off a Twitter prank where they tweet a bunch of stuff about, hey, the hooker just woke up, she's leaving, and just melt everything down on ESPN radio and ESPN and, and the internet in general and come up with this great prank through Twitter. When is an athlete going to do hey, that? Hey, Ralph, Ralph, yeah. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to do you a favor. You guys need to all follow and whether it's the fans listening or the two of you, this Oakland A's pitcher, Brandon McCarthy is exactly what you're talking about. Hey, this yeah. guy he is awesome. He doesn't give a fuck. He will say anything. And most of the time, he, he kind of tweets like us. He mocks things. He's got an incredibly sarcastic sense of humor. And I think you guys would really, even if you don't care about the A's, if you don't care about baseball, if you don't care about pitchers, he's just a guy. And he's hilarious to follow. So that may be the person you're talking about. Maybe. Okay, but done and done. Done and done. But I, I need him to, I need him to be, I need his, one of his tweets. Could be like the lead on ESPN Radio in the morning when I'm driving to work, and like Mike okay, Greenberg's head spinning 360. I okay. Well, actually, I, I tell you what, then I'll 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 throw this out as sort of a question uh, to, to sort of bring it back to to our uh, quote unquote expertise. Which Saint player could you see pulling something like this? And 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 I've 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 already I've got my stake on this already. Andrew, I think Sean Payton's got them by the balls so hard. I mean, even if even if they could, they would never be allowed to. But um, if you're asking me what personality, I mean, there there's there's inherently got to be a certain amount of wit, you know, that goes with it. And I just feel like as much as Lance Moore is a fun-loving guy, that you know, I I feel like he could be that guy. I just question if he's kind of got the sarcastic wit and you know just IQ to pull off. A really entertaining um, Twitter Twitter feed. So I really don't know. I mean, Morstead kind of seems like an idiot. He tweets a lot. Um, Garrett Hartley seems like he has no personality. So I mean, I guess it could be Breeze. I guess if, if Breeze wasn't so worried about his status and and his reputation and didn't have you know such a stature and, and image to protect, he could be that guy. Remy Adele. Would be my choice. He's kind of that's, that's actually a good call. He's he's pretty he's pretty he's pretty loose. I mean, the thing is, a saint. If if you get the right personality with the Saints, it could be fun because you'd have the French Quarter drive through daiquiris. I mean, you could really have 
some craziness on Twitter. But Kevin, who, who's your uh, I, who's your daughter? I could I, here's okay, and I still follow this guy because I'm I'm holding out hope that that that, that he's going to pull it all together and just and just really really take us all to a good place. And it is the one, the only Jedediah Collins. It could I, 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 because I mean, look, it's a fullback. The guy has the, the guy kind of you know, the guy skates on doing those you know weird thought of the day and the occasional you know rise and grind nonsense that that we all get sick of. But sometimes like he'll bust out some weird pop culture reference, and again, because my memory is for shit, I can't drop an example on you right now. But he's the kind of guy that strikes me as as he would definitely get into a Twitter argument with a guy like me or Juge or you over, you know, the five best Saved by the Bell episodes ever. You know, like, <laughs> that's the sort of thing that I'm looking – and I totally could see Juge doing that. I could definitely – I mean, I don't know if he's old enough to really have – Or a favorite 30 Rock quote. Oh, are you kidding me? Saved by the Bell, I fucking lived on that shit, man. Well, yeah, but, but but I mean, you know, I'm 31. Ralph is 31, 32, I imagine. Oh, I you wish. Be. Fuck, I am not. I wish I was. I turned 32 this year. So we're all saying. Okay, so oh, so you're 32, and Ralph, how old are you? 36, motherfucker. I am old. Oh, you are Jesus old. Christ. Okay, so okay, so so basically, basically, we're we're over 30, and Ralph is approaching 40. Um, <laughs> Yeah, thanks. So, so, oh, not a problem. Colin, you know, like, fuck, we're all older than, we're all about the same age as Drew Brees, and that's weird. And so a lot of these other guys are, like, younger than us. I mean, you, you got to figure that some of them, you know, grew up, uh, didn't get a chance to really see shit like Saved by the Bell. So, you know, for them, it's like their cultural touchstone is, I don't know, like, Fucking SpongeBob or something. I, hey. I mean, I, I I don't I don't know what I don't know what kids six or seven years younger than me were really into. Well, I can tell you this: this new job where I'm like having to be the boss of people and shit. And got the girl today at work. I, I made an OJ reference. Nothing. Doesn't even didn't even know who OJ was. I was like, wow, I am fucking old. Off topic, but that is true. But you know, it happens. It happens. Uh, how? How? Here's here's something else that I that just I thought I would just bring up since since we're in this discussion of, of apparently getting old and how that sucks. How weird? Have any of you guys had this thought that we are officially now too old to ever fulfill that sort of goofball dream of becoming a professional athlete? Yeah, and now we're getting to where the point where like we're older than the freaking some of the freaking right. coaches. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, there's gonna right there's gonna come a point where I'm gonna be where I'm gonna wake up and I'm 42 years old and I'm throwing on my visor to to cover up my receding hairline and I'm gonna be you know stomping around my kid's uh, baseball field or football field with a long sleeve shirt on, chomping on some gum, and somebody's gonna be like. Dude, why are you like this? And subconsciously, I'm I'm not I'm not going to realize it, but I'm just going to be emulating Sean Payton, <laughs> and it's going to be a sad, terrible, sad, terrible day when I finally hit. And no one thinks it's cool. Yeah. Right? Abs- nobody will think it's cool. Least of all, my kid and my wife. Well, Kevin, I I I started this year 
where I was getting emails from people from my Channel 4 column, and they were like, when, and it was consistent emails, people saying, when you make these early 90 references to the Saints, I don't know what you're talking about. So, when I, I mean, like... People do, don't know, people don't remember Toy Cook? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, for my column, for like Saints comparisons, I only go back to Hazlitt. I get like a 10-year, like you got to do like the 10-year window for references. You go back to like Mora and all, I don't know who that is. But we're, you I don't know. even remember Ditka, man. I know. Well, they, they're lucky. I, I they're, try to they're forget. They're fucking lucky. All right. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. Hey, getting back to Jed Collins real quick, you are yeah. saying that your memory's for shit. Um, and by the way, my Drew Brees pick was fucking lame as hell. And I like Remy Idell and Jed Collins' calls way better than mine. So good job, guys. But Jed Collins, specifically, I remember him once tweeting, how have they not found a cure for the, for a hangover yet? And another time he tweeted about beer pong and regulation size beer pong tables. So um, agreed, that guy has potential. He talks about getting drunk and being hungover. And uh, so he, he Saints, definitely crosses the line more than anyone else. The Saints sure. need to get him double-digit touchdowns. They need to get him double-digit touchdowns, and I think he could be a star on Twitter. You know, he needs to if, 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 don't, don't beat yourself up too much, Andrew, about, about, about picking Breeze, because, listen, if, if maybe not the real Drew Breeze can, can fulfill your, your hopes and dreams, uh, maybe the unimpressed Breeze can, can, you know, maybe fill some of that, uh, some of that darkness in your heart. Maybe. A man can only hope. All right. Um, since we usually end on the Drew Brees contract situation, and we've already discussed that, um, to end this show, Andrew, I want you to tell me how this whole sort of mm, I'm having a, I'm having a trouble expressing my thoughts here, just a little bit. The, the whole bounty situation and the whole, just all, just all of it, and I, when I mean I encompass all of it, I mean Nutjob's pamphlet that we left him a nice message, um, Goodell, the, the, the ledger, all of it. How do you think, is it gonna be this turning point in the history of football that the Mike Silvers and the Bob Costases and all the lame journalists want to make it out to be. What is history going to say about all the bounty, bullshit, gate, whatever you want to call it? You and know, it, I think head injuries were already kind of a crusade by the league. And this only heightened the awareness. And, and you know, I, I think this put, put the issue on a fast track and, you know, advanced it even further than, than the timeline they maybe had set out. So uh, I think the game has changed forever. I think more specifically, the Saints are changed forever. Um, now, I do think – I think this is going to be a brutal year. I mean, we'll see how they do on the field, and hopefully they can manage um, with, you know, without Sean Payton and with all the distractions. But we've already seen it. You know, that there's already been this, there's already been new information released on Roman Harper. Ramon Humber has gotten suspended now, and we're all wondering, is that 
because of Bounty Gate or is that because of some – so anytime – we don't know, but we're already freaking out, like, okay, what did he do? Did he, like, put some bounty on someone? So And more help them if they injure somebody in a game this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, the NFL is already reviewing tape from that scuffle this week, which is apparently, like, a non-issue. But the NFL – I mean, clearly the Saints are being watched like a hawk. The media, the NFL, everyone is out to get them. Every single move they make this year is under a microscope. And it's going to be a brutal year. I really believe that. And I just think, I just don't think this is going to go away. I mean, I think maybe once Sean Payton's back and the year's over, if we don't win the Super Bowl, um, everyone will be like, okay, the Saints lost. You know, we can, the year's behind us. We can sweep that under the rug. Sean Payton's back. And okay, let's, let, let's move on now. Um, but this, this is going to be the bounty gate year. This is going to be the year that we lost Sean Payton and the year that all these players were suspended, that we were without Vilma. And I think, at the very least, immediately we're going to feel that for an entire season. And this is going to change Saints history, as it were. But in terms of globally, the league, absolutely. I think the game, we've already seen it. We've already seen this game basically turn into a glorified fight football. And I just think it's only going to get worse. If more evidence comes out about how, how fried your brain gets from all these pounding hits you take to it, they're going to work to eliminate that and reduce the number of blows you get to the head. Kevin, your thoughts on is this is is how is how is history going to look back at all the bounty madness? Oh, I, I definitely think this will be <clears throat> this will be a tipping point when we look back. And it just seems, you know, like the league, the league is always, you know, changing and, and, and that's, I don't think that's ever going to stop. I mean, I think we'll come, you know, we may come to a point, you know, 20, 25 years from now and we're going to say, man, you know, you remember when they used to wear the smaller helmets and they weren't wearing these ungodly, uh, monstrosities on their heads and then somebody will just, you know, stop drinking long enough to say, yeah, well, at least the concussion thing went down and we'll all be like, all right, yeah. And, and then somebody will say, yeah, because of the, the Saints thing. And then, again, it'll just be like a quiet nod and people will move on. I, I just kind of think that it'll it'll be, you know, in the, in the history book of the NFL, this will be like one of those – this will be like one of those uh, pullouts, you know, like like the – Instead of instead of being on the white page, it'll be like that colored pullout, maybe like a nice pink or blue background and bigger font, and it'll be part of the chapter on how the league suddenly became concerned about player safety, and because it's you know the NFL writing its own history book, it won't mention anything about how it was doing it to protect its own ass, but you know it's 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 all it's it's all part of the well, we got to change how we do business. And, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of upsetting to, to a degree that we're not going to get uh, – that we're probably going to wind up losing these massive hits that we all love. And But I don't think the game – I don't think the game is going to turn into flag football. But it's never going to be it's, – it's never going to be what it was – 20 years ago or 30 years ago. It's just going to be probably more fast, more uh, more lightning quick, and when the occasional bad thing does happen, 
there'll be like some swift, some swift justice, so to speak, and then people will get pissed for about a day or two, and then they'll move on, and then they'll wait for the next game, and then you know, rinse and repeat. Yeah, I <laughs> rinse and repeat. I like that. Uh, I think you're. I think you're right. I think. I think Andrew is said the more interesting the the, the thing that really caught me was that. It's just gonna. This whole thing is just gonna linger over the Saints the whole year, and the media is just gonna find any reason to bring it back up. Oh my God! Roman Harper hit Steve Smith, and he injured his and Steve Smith injured his knee. Was that a bounty, Roman Harper? Um, you know, it's just gonna go on and on and on. And I get the sense that either this year is gonna be twelve and four and a party, and it's gonna be stick it to the man. Glorious fun, or it's going to be four and twelve, five and eleven, just miserable, and we're just going to beg for it to be over. You know, that's that, that's what my gut that's what my gut tells me on June sixth or seventh, whatever it, it is. It might just be my paranoid self thinking this, but I think Goodell wants the Saints to do badly. Bad, he, he he wants the Saints not to win the Super Bowl so bad. And the media wants the Saints to not win the Super Bowl so bad that I could see refs being influenced. You know, there's so little. I mean, you look at the Saints last year; they went 13 and three. But look at the Tennessee game; came down the last play of the game. Look at that fourth and one against Atlanta in overtime; came down the last play of the game. There's so many games like that where 13 and three becomes nine and seven real fast if you get one bad holding call. If you get one offside penalty, that that can tip the scales. And I feel like, you know, whether you want to call it bad karma or you want to call it an agenda, I just feel like some of those calls are going to go against the Saints this year. Or maybe they could go 12-4 and four and, like, Kevin – I think Kevin tweeted this out today, um, that he was proud of America because uh, first and ten or fir- first take on ESPN has, de- has declined in rating three months in a row. And nothing could make Skip Bayless angrier and more obnoxious than, say, the Saints being 9-0, and Kevin. Would that make Skip Bayless, would his head explode? Uh, I, I absolutely think uh, his, his head would explode. Actually, I, shit, I think his head would start to explode if the Saints got to 5-0. and I mean, <laughs> and hell, never mind undefeated. If the Saints were 7-2. and you know, you know, rounding the uh, rounding the far turn into the stretch run of the season, uh, I could definitely see, you know, a lot of media people. You know, I mean, shit, take your pick, Prisco, Freeman. You know, all can the I usual, play, can I make a purchase? All the usual, can all I make the a usual per- assholes would would get worked up in a lather if the Saints were successful, and I mean that's real. That really is the thing that the, that the fans are going to have to gorge themselves on, uh, you know, during the season. I mean, it's 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 going to be sticking it to the man. That's going to be the theme of the entire year. I mean, never mind the uncertainty. Hell, even if the team does go 5-11, and 11, it's going to have to be, you know, the, the, the victory is going to be getting through the season without any, you know, controversy or, or anything, like, really karmically bad happening. I mean, so if they go – again, if they go 5-11 and – and I've said this since day one. If they go 5-11, and 11, 
I can see reasonable Saints fans, or most Saints fans, in fact, actually, you know, saying, well, we were supposed to go 5-11. and whoop the shit Bring on 2013 because we're fucking coming for you. Yeah. Can, it's can house I, money, Ralph. It's, it's house how, money. But, but, Andrew, can I purchase on the the, the prediction website in trade? Can I purchase um, – the odds of Mike Freeman or Pete Prisco rolling, writing a horrific column when the Saints are eight and one. Because I would bet my house a year's salary on that happening. Oh, you know, I, I, I just, I don't even think the record matters. I, you know, I, I think if they were five and four, you'd have reporters bitching about how they shouldn't even be in the league. You know, their favorite team wins. Their, their their favorite team is hurt by a Saints win. You know, I I just feel like everything the Saints do is going to piss someone off this year. <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're nine and one. It doesn't matter if they're seven and three. It doesn't matter if they're at the end of the year fighting for their lives and you know back their way into the playoffs with the wild card. That's going to piss people off. And on that- oh, oh oh and you'll get you'll get prolific writing even if they go four and twelve. Oh, you'll get, I, I mean, I mean, self, self-satisfied. You get the self-righteous. That's what they deserve. Right. I think, I think Mike Lupica already has that column written. He just needs to know when to push sand. Uh, but, but Andrew, you just gave me a good column idea of this, no matter what the Saints do, they're going to piss somebody off. I think that might be, that is a great theme for 2012. And on that note, gentlemen, uh, I think it's time to wrap it up. Uh, for Andrew Jude of the Saints Nation, for Kevin Held of the King Drops the Ball, and for Kevin, what's that guy's last name? Say it again that you tried to call. I always butcher it. He said it on his voicemail. Pamphelin. 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 The pH is an F sound. Pamphelin. For him, if he didn't answer our call, but we left him a message. Maybe he'll be on next week. Uh, I'm Ralph Marlboro. Everybody out there, be safe. 